Hey, everybody. Welcome to Santa Barbara Talks with Josh Molina. I'm going to do just a short video. I'm just going to sort of talk to you about a few recent stories that kind of impacted me and made me sort of think about things from the past and sort of reflect a little bit and uh, kind of spin that into a defense of the media and uh, then you know, talk about a couple of things and end on a good note. So uh, check out Santa Barbara Talks on um, just WW Santa Barbara Talks, my website, and you'll get all my podcast and information and you can make a contribution there if you want to support this podcast and subscribe to this uh, YouTube channel if you don't already. Okay, so I was interviewing a homeless individual the other day, an unhoused individual, and it was a really good interview and I was sort of struck because in the process of my conversation with him, um, he said that he was waiting for a uh, his food stamps to come in the mail. And I sort of like hadn't thought about food stamps in a long time, just that whole term. And uh, I remembered instantly when I was on food stamps, when my when my mother was on food stamps and I was a kid growing up and how we used to actually collect the, the green stamps and I think like them, this would have been a while ago and put them in a book and then, you know, use them at the grocery store. And when I was talking to this unhoused individual, I asked him that I said, are you waiting to get those, those stamps to put in the booklet? And uh, he said, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, this guy's like the same age as me. Um, you know, he said it, they come in a card now. It's like a, a credit card, a debit card. And I was like, oh, okay. But it sort of got me thinking a little bit about things that I don't talk about or that I've forgotten. And I want to sort of bring it up in the context of the whole housing coverage that um, I report on and that I do and get tons of feedback on constantly. And so it sort of reminded me that, you know, I write about housing all the time and I get lots of feedback. I get every time I write about development, I get feedback from people who don't want any more housing, who say that we're all built out. We're running out of our natural resources. We don't have the water. There's too many people. And I'll stop promoting this housing agenda with my coverage. OK, so I get that fairly often. And so we write about new development, write about affordable housing. There's also tenant protections issues, um, you know, renters being displaced because landlords want to renovate. And so that, so it comes up. Most of the criticism I get is from people who say, stop the housing, stop writing about the housing. And uh, they think that somehow because I write about it, that that means that I support it or that I promote it. And then inversely, if I don't write about a, some sort of issue with a renovation, you know, that people tend to think, oh, well, you know, he doesn't care. So I kind of want to just like tie that into my little bit, just riff briefly, my personal story, and also talk about how that ties in to journalism. Okay. Um, I, 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 and this hit me again today because I cover this opening of this cannabis dispensary in Old Town Goleta, and it's right by where I used to live as a kid. So I kind of lived in three spots in Goleta growing up, and they're all really near each other in Old Town Goleta, Daly Street, Matthew Street, and Placencia Street. And these are all industrial areas, meaning there are houses there, at least when I was growing up, and there's still some but they're surrounded by industrial. They're just surrounded by auto body shops, 
paint shops, okay, these kinds of industrial uses. My grandfather actually built the house on Daly Street, the one closest to the creek there. And that was the first house I lived in um, after I was born at Goleta Valley Hospital. And so uh, my parents lived there and I lived there. And then you know, later we lived on Matthew Street, which is actually, I believe, uh, well, actually the Daly Street one, I think is a dispensary now. And on Matthew Street, it's uh, right next to a body shop. And I don't know who lives there. I kind of don't go down those streets and, that's a different podcast, but it's just like a little bit of a trauma. You know, I don't really want to think about those days. But and then down at the end of Fairview was is, is Placencia Street. And li- there's a two-story, you know, home house there. We lived on just the top story. My parents rented. And so my parents rented all the time. And we moved around all the time in Goleta, in Santa Barbara. And I went to five different elementary schools uh, Wilson's no longer there. Peabody before it was a charter school. Hollister School, um, Isla Vista School, Elwood School that I can recall. Okay, and I didn't go to preschool, which is no surprise to some of you if you study the research of what preschool does. But it, it sort of reminded me, like when we talk about this housing situation and this housing debate, like my coverage cannot reflect my personal opinion on the housing situation. The point of journalism is to hold a mirror up to the community and reflect it as it is, not to promote our personal agenda. Um, We need more affordable housing. We need more workforce housing. It is a fact. We need more. And we can blame the elected officials, particularly the ones who talk about how we need all kinds of housing only during the election season, okay? Uh, they're to blame, and and that's where it goes. It's not the developer, it's not the activists, it's not the people on the ground. It's the elected officials for their weak housing policies. I want more affordable housing because uh, I know what that's like. I grew up in this community. I grew up in Goleta and went to Santa Barbara City College and then transferred and left for a little while and came back. And like I understand that experience very deeply. And so I just want to sort of say that those experiences do affect how I approach my stories, but I can't let my bias or my perspective get into those stories because the greatest power that we have as a journalist is to be able to talk to everyone and be heard by everyone. And once you start sort of choosing who is your audience and you start cutting people off, you're not doing justice to the industry. You're not doing justice to the profession. Our job is to find information, understand it, and then explain it and share it with an audience so that people can have the same access to information and power. People in power generally don't want to share that information. They want to keep it to themselves so they can preserve power. And our job is to go find it, figure it out, explain it, and then share it. And so those experiences do affect me. So I do get a little offended if somebody sort of suggests that I'm not pro-housing because um, I absolutely am. Um, I don't really like the idea of the Macy's building being more, you know, nearly 600 units and only having 56 affordable 
I think that's something for the policymakers to, to figure out. We should have far more affordable. And I understand the economics, right? Costs a lot of money to build. You got to borrow a lot of money to fund. And these projects don't pay off for a long time, like more than a decade. I get that. But we're losing people in the community who help make this community strong. And so it's not good enough to say, if you can't afford to live here, you shouldn't be able to live here, okay? It's not good enough because the people who can afford to live here either inherited their wealth from family members or parents, um, or yeah, you know, they have really high paying jobs and they were able to do it, but that's not most people. Most people are renters in Santa Barbara and Goleta. And when these rents are too high, they can't afford it and they leave. And then we have turnover. And so a community never really develops its roots. We have a lot of an old guard in Santa Barbara and um, they definitely have a lot of power, but you know they're here and they contribute to the community and they mean something and they're meaningful. I worry that without establishing those roots, we're not going to have that much longer. We're just going to have a population that keeps churning, you know, the UCSB grads and they stick around for a while and they work and then they move on. And it's just kind of this churn. And so when these developers are talking about all of these units and only, you know, 5% are affordable, that's a big um, missed opportunity. Okay. And so I think that people we should put pressure, or not we, but the elected officials should put pressure on them to have more affordability because we need families. We need uh, whatever your family looks like. I mean, it's not like a judgment on what your family should be, but we need people to be able to stay here in the community for a long time and not have to pay six, seven, eight thousand dollars by the time these things are built for a two or three bedroom which is probably how it's going to be by then. I can't let that get into my stories. Right? I have to talk and get all perspectives and reflect what's happening in the community. So I just want to sort of like just, just say that because there's no doubt we need all that housing. If I choose to write about a housing story, it's not because I'm trying to perpetuate an agenda. It's because it's what's happening in the in the community. And nobody, well, I shouldn't say nobody, but I understand it as much as anyone does, the power, the, the the struggles, I should say, that come from being poor in this community. And I know people who know me now are like, really? I don't believe that, you know, because I act a certain way, but I have to act this way. Because if you don't act this way, you won't be taken seriously, right? Because it's just, just how it is, you know, I'm a Mexican-American and we're treated differently. We absolutely are. And that's not a chip on my shoulder. It's fine. It's just how it is. But if I get intense, right, people get, whoa, what's going on? Someone else can get intense. And it's just like, oh, they're being a leader. So I just want to kind of share that that's part of, part of the experience that I have and that I bring to my stories. And I want to talk about just quickly, Sal Nuevo, City of Santa Barbara, thinking about demolishing that thing and building more housing. They're working with the out-of-town developers, and um, I hope they'll be able to increase a lot of that affordability as well. And uh, the developer needs to make money. I understand that. But we do need 
units for people to stay here, not just units for the super rich and for uh, people working at, you know, higher paid sort of tech companies early on. And then, you know, I don't need to advocate for the firefighters, police officers, teachers, everybody uses those talking points all the time. It's true though, right? We do need those people who are the fabric of our community to be able to live here. Okay. So I just kind of want to talk about that and say that my stories are my stories. And it's such a skill to be able to separate the personal from what the mass audience needs to know. And we need more of that. Too often in this society, we have anyone with a with a newsletter or a media platform or a website, and they blur the line of what we do as journalists with what they do. And there's too much of that. There's too much opinion. There's too much going on where people are trying to influence and perpetuate an agenda based off of coverage. And we should just be, like I said, understanding the information, gathering it, explaining it, and sharing it, and let people have the power to make their own decisions. One other quick thing is um, I wrote a story, very depressing story or sad story about sex trafficking. And I talked to Sally and Chuck Cook, who uh, opened up um, Hope Refuge, which is up in the San Ynez Mountains, and they partnered with Olive Crest and its national it's like sex trafficking awareness month and uh they have a home for i think it's 16 girls and the average age of a girl who enters uh the uh, who becomes trafficked is 12 years old and and so if you haven't read that story i think you should they're doing a capital campaign and whatever as far as that you know you can decide whether to donate or not but just understanding the issue um she, Sally Cook, has this great line in the story where she's quoted. She quotes her, you know, I quote her, and uh, she says, um, you know, you can look the other way, but you can never not say you didn't know. And uh, it's a huge problem. And, you know, trafficking comes in all kinds of different forms. Um, it could be, uh, well, read the story, but... It's happening under our noses in some cases. In some cases, it's, uh, you know, traditional what you think of, you know, with like somebody on the street or something. But um, it's usually much like less obvious than that, but it's happening everywhere. And it's very sad. But the good news is this this home is around the clock therapy, counseling, and they help them get better and get out of that and reestablish themselves. And uh, then they leave after, you know, eight, nine months, a year, and better. And so that's a really good story. And they're, they're, they seem like a really good couple to be doing that. And the last thing I wanted to mention was that um, I recently got a, a promotion uh, at NewsHawk. So now I'm South County editor. I don't really care about titles. I've never cared about titles. It's about the work. I've had all kinds of titles in my career. Um, at various publications. And honestly, they don't mean anything to me. What means something to me is the work. Uh, but uh, since they gave me this title, they gave me a little more money, very little, and uh, uh, more responsibilities, uh, which kind of I've already been doing, but just kind of formalizing that. So uh, what that means is uh, if you have an idea, 
story idea, you have a complaint, um, you want coverage of something, um, feel free to uh, let me know. Email me and uh, I'll put the email up there on the screen. And uh, yeah, let me know what you want me to write about. I promise you that in my journalism, which is like thing I love, like love it. I, I can't explain it. I hope to do it until I die. Um, you have to love it in order to do it with the pay that we get. And, you know, LA Times is having layoffs. All newspapers are downsizing. If, you, if you're lucky enough to have a job in journalism and you love it, you should you should keep it. Um, so, you know, my commitment is to do my best always and to try to reflect the stories accurately, fully, and completely. And that applies to people that I don't like, people that I disagree with, people who I do kind of like. And, you know, I quote elected officials. Some of them are quoted a, a lot, like, Quite honestly, I just, I'm just trying to tell a story and I'll quote the people who are able to explain that no matter who they are. And so um, I want to write stories that all of you care about. So uh, feel free to, to contact me and let me know and visit my podcast, SantaBarbaraTalks.com on the web, hit subscribe on this YouTube channel and, uh, Thanks for your time. Appreciate it.